Hello and welcome to the Brizzle Kicks podcast. I'm Coops and this is Patrick. Say hello, Patrick. Hello. <laughs> and this is our fortnightly therapy session for two disillusioned Bristol football fans. It's not fortnightly though, is it? No, no. It's, it's, it's gonna, it went a bit wrong with that. We were doing so well. It's been a while, hasn't it? Mm. You can sort of tell by the introduction, I think. Why is that? A bit lacklustre. Um... We're out of practice, aren't we, with this? Mm. That's the worry. How have you been? Yeah, not too bad. Did you watch the uh, the fight at the weekend? I guess that's the biggest talking point at the moment. Did I watch the fight? Uh, no, I didn't. Did you watch the fight? Yeah, yeah, I was there. And uh, what a show. What a show. Yeah. Talk me through it. Tell, tell, me, um, tell me all about it. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I missed all the undercard because right. I was at a wedding in, on the Saturday time. Yeah. So I got to the I got to Wembley right for the main event, which was good timing. Mm. The undercard wasn't great. Yeah, no, there wasn't much to see. Uh, so I've seen Tommy Fury called out Jake Paul. Yeah. Um, well, when isn't he, when isn't he calling out Jake Paul? He wants the payday, doesn't he? Big time. Yeah. I was up in the gods, but. Like all boxing events, you go there and you watch the screens anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine at that time of night as well, there's not many people who even can sort of focus on two tiny specks in the middle of the pitch. It's quite a lot of beer being drank and, and whatnot, so... No, it was a very, it was a very strange crowd. Like, we've been, we obviously went to Wembley for the uh, Euro final. We did, yeah. And that was a, a strange crowd. That was a really strange crowd. But this was, this was a, a strange crowd in a different way. It was full of people that... I don't think I've been to Wembley much. Right. They didn't understand the concept of Wembley Way at the end. Like okay. they were well, kicking off when people, you know, when you, when you go into Wembley Way and they do the the stop and go sign. Yeah. So yeah, the, the yeah. snake was stopping, and then people were kicking off because people were stopping. Uh, a mixed a mixed crowd. Um, there's lots of people dressed for like a Saturday on the town. So high heels. Blazers. Yeah, I mean that's boxing, though, isn't it? Doesn't it lend itself to that kind of um, that kind of person? Mm. And they, and everyone's always up for a Barney after watching a boxing match because everyone thinks they can do it. Yeah, it got pretty rowdy afterwards. There's always a bit of trouble with people. Yeah. And it, 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 I I put it back to when I was watching Bristol City when I was younger, and I'd always get home and want to play football. Uh, and I just had this real. I used to think, and I used to try and recreate it. And I used to love it. I used to go out onto the, into the coldy sack and just. Just, you know... This is only a couple of years ago, though, wasn't it? Yeah, God, yeah. I might have gone on that, to be honest. But, like, it, it, does, it does that for you sport, doesn't it? It makes you think, I'd love to do that. I've been watching the snooker recently. I, I think I could do that. I'd lo- I, Every time I watch it, I think, oh, I'd love yeah, a game looks, of snooker. Looks, looks easy, doesn't it? Doesn't it? it? Yeah, <laughs> until you actually get there and realise the table's massive and you can't put anything <laughs> for shit. Yeah, well, um, have you ever played proper snooker? Have you ever been into a snooker hall and got yeah, around the table? Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's bloody far, isn't it? Have you ever boxed? I have. And yeah. when I say that, no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, all right, spare the last. When I say box, I, um, I, used, I used to be really f- uh, good friends with my mate Kane. Boxed out of Broad Plain Gym. Um, and he took me and my other mate, Sean, we used to go and on a Friday to like the boys' club there. Um, and every now and then, we, we occasionally joined in with the boxing. Um, I never had a spar, I never did any of that, but I, you know, I got the gloves on hit the bag um 
and then uh, and then skipped my way and that was it really i do remember one where i was on the on the floor i was probably about 14 13 14 um and we were on the floor in sort of like a a crunch position and they were uh, they got the medicine balls and they were firing them into your stomach like to sort of strengthen you up and that yeah. and I, I think that was the really that the, put you off did it well i think that's so the, I just, the straw that broke the camel's back it was yeah it was that and the sweat but i just thought what's the i thought come on 14 mate give me a break yeah, but i mean dylan white got 5.5 million pounds on saturday night for six rounds to be a human punch bag yeah what would it take for you to get in the ring with tyson fury how much um, as I sit here right now, million pounds. Million pounds. A million, I think, is a not bad payout. Yeah. So I think I think you've got quite a not at the moment, but potentially a good physique for a boxer because you're not you're, you're not short. So you got tall. You got quite a good reach on your arms. It's true. You just you're just not in shape. <laughs> that's um that's <laughs> untrue. Uh, but I, it's the fitness, the, the the mental thing. Yeah. But I mean, Fury's not in shape, is he? I'm sure he's pretty fit. This is what I'm saying. He's fit, fit as you mm. fiddle, but he doesn't look in shape. I, I've seen this. I was at the um, I had a sportsman on Saturday night for a, for a bit for a couple of points, and I was having a chat with this bloke who was just sort of saying that um, that Fury is is like optimum for fitness because of because he's not carrying so. Too much oxygen needs to get to your muscles. Blah blah blah. I didn't know how, sort of what credit if he mm. had any credit to what he was saying, but Fury's like optimum for that kind of fitness and and that kind of anaerobic fitness. But uh, and Fury, and Joshua's not. Although Joshua looks good and probably gets more more women. Mm. Maybe we should start a little series of get Pat to uh, heavyweight champion of the world. We'll get you on a training regime. Get you swole. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't take much, but I just <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still waiting on the Winter Olympics. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we're still trying to sort that. Still but trying to sort the luge. The reason I, I ask because that Idris Elba programs that on BBC iPlayer haven't caught Fight that. Club. I have seen the the promos. What's uh, what's it? Have you given it a watch? Yeah, I've you? watched the first couple of episodes. And what's the really crack? good? Yeah, basically it's just got these people that are struggling. Yeah, and put them into to turn them into struggling. What like financially in life, just mental health, that kind a of thing. bit of a mixture. Yeah, uh, yeah, and put them in this uh, athletes environment to train and become and then fight. They're going to fight an army boxer at the end of the series. An army boxer. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'd be up for that. No, it's quite intense. I imagine it's quite intense. Yeah, no TVs. It's just pure camp. Yeah. What's the point? You do get to train with Idris Elba, though. What's Idris Elba ever done in boxing? Was he ever a boxer? It's what, it's what uh, balanced his life when he was younger. But I, I always feel like you get a lot of people that say boxing and balance their life. I, it, it, could, it, it could be, the not that you need a turning point, but it could be the next evolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, it. It's a discipline, isn't it? Mm. I, it's, it's another one of those, if you were at the top of boxing, if you're Tyson Fury, the discipline and the, the work you've had to put in to get there, I get it. Um, but it is all just that, it's a bit like darts, isn't it? It's just some knobheads that follow it and sort of ruin it for what it is. But no, there you have it. Let's get Pat trained up, £1 million, and you get in the ring with Tyson Fury. Bring it on, Tyson. On to the podcast. I don't know if you've noticed. 
Rovers could actually go up. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to shop you now. I want you to get promoted. That's because you're you're actually a secret gashead. Nope. If, if, if people people that have listened to these episodes, like our fans in Brazil, Singapore, Frankfurt, Frankfurt yeah. um, they will think you're a Rovers fan because, or, or, or you're slowly converting to one because you do give us a lot of praise and you do watch a lot of our... When, when we're on iFollow, you do watch a lot of our games. You're making that out as if I have gone onto iFollow, put my £10 in... Well, I don't, I don't know what you, what you do when I'm not here. I absolutely do not watch Bristol Rovers. I think you're playing nice football for League 2 and I think you've got a couple of good players and... Because you watch us all the time. Well, from I think the last game I watched was that nil... Was it nil-nil or, or you lost one nil up in... Uh, oh, Oldham, yeah. Yeah, that was the last game I watched. So... Um, so, yeah, no, don't really watch that um, often. I want it to go up. Do you know why? Because there's no skin off my nose whether you do or not. Couldn't <laughs> give And what did you say the other day? If we get to the playoff final, you'll be there? Absolutely. If you manage to get a box, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there with my Swindon town top on, mate. So, yeah, the things are looking good. Um, but, you know, this weekend is probably the deciding factor, I think. Um Mansfield are playing tonight as 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 we're recording yeah. um, against Stevenage at home. So you know you expect them to get uh, maximum points there. With all teams level, with that means four teams to play for that last third automatic place. It's a bit weird how in League Two you get three automatic spaces, but not complaining. Well, no, you need it really, mm. don't you? Um, and I guess all Rovers can do is win win their two games. Um, but you know you look at the fixtures. If you were in this position, would you rather have two, on paper, really easy games or some games that have got a bit of competition in? Uh, competition, 100%. Yeah. I think if you're a Bristol Rovers fan, you've got to back yourselves to... You're one of the bigger clubs in the league. You you know, you're not, you're not that small, let's be honest. Um, you've got to back yourselves with your, with your like... Being at home, your fans and stuff. I'd say you'd want, rather you don't want a dead rubber because they're always the ones that slip you mm. up. So that's what Rovers have. Yeah. So we have Rochdale, who are bottom away way at Rochdale, bottom half of League Two. Right, nothing to play for. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got Scunthorpe, who are bottom of League, already relegated down to the Conference, playing for pride now. Yeah. Last game of the season. Their last game in the football league of something like a a hundred year membership or something ridiculous. So, so they're gonna want to go out on a high, aren't they, really? Yeah. But and then you look at Mansfield's games, they got Salford, who are tricky, uh Forest Green Rovers, who are, who, who are going up. for the championship. Yeah. They obviously already won promotion. Then you've got Port Vale, who have got Newport, who are going for playoffs. Yeah. And they've got Exeter, who are also going for the championship. So I don't. Some big games. So yeah. on paper, I guess everyone's put Rovers in that third spot no, already. The last one though, Northampton. Yeah. Have got Exeter at home on Saturday. Exeter going for the championship. Yeah. And then they got Barrow away, which again is like a Rochdale game, nothing to play for. Um, but Northampton Exeter this Saturday is the big one, and I think this is the game that the whole uh, that last automatic spot depends on. Yeah. Because. Northampton are first in the form table. Right. Exeter are second in the form table. Rovers not up there. Rovers are in the top seven, but they've they've dropped a 
point they drew to Forest Green and they, yeah, yeah. they drew to Tranmere. Yeah. Um, they had some tough games, so it meant they dropped down. Um, so when you look at it that way, Rovers do well against the bottom team. So that does good. Serve. However, Northampton Exeter, right? So um, I was fully back in Exeter. I was like going for the championship. I'm quite happy. I'm quite confident Exeter are going to win at Northampton. We got we won one nil at Northampton earlier in the season. They're there for the taking. Yeah. However, <laughs> uh, I went from since the year I was born. They've played each other 25 times. Okay. That's 1988. Exeter have won three games against Northampton. There's been five draws, and Northampton have won 17 times. Yes. The last time they've got the Exeter have only beaten Northampton five times in their entire history at That's... Northampton and the last time was in 2013 in, fr- in front of a mammoth crowd of 4036 in League 2 and it took a 90th minute winner from Exeter so stats are not looking good stats are not looking good well they're looking great aren't they depending on who you are um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll be honest, right? There are two things I want. I want you to go up automatically or I want you to lose in the playoff final. And they are the two options. They're, they're, they're two very different different options. Because if you go up automatically, you'll have a nice day out and that's it. Fair enough. Oh. You'll get whipped in League oh. One and everyone's that's nice. That's all, your, all your players out of contract. To that's go nice of you. Yeah, uh, and it's great. And and we move on and maybe maybe we meet you in a couple of years. <laughs> but um, well, when, you're back, when you're down in League One. Well, yeah, when we're back down. Or, um, or yeah, a, a day out in Wembley to lose would would really make my um, that make my season. That I think it would make every City fan season. You are you are you know down in League Two. There is no if this was a League One shout to come up to the Championship. I think I'd be a little bit more squeaky bum time. A little bit more like. But would you not want us to come up in the Championship for a Bristol derby? I think everybody. I think this has all been said in tongue and cheek from me. I think everybody in Bristol would love a good, proper league championship derby. Mm. People can say what they want about Rovers and say what they want about City, and you know we hate each other. Just for the city, just to have. For now, it's great because we. we I think we'd beat you, mm. so that's why I, I guess I'm saying that. Um, if it's the table started turning and we started slipping down. Then maybe it would be different, but um, but no, I absolutely, I absolutely do think a championship Bristol derby would be so good for the football in the city, mm. um, and actually start putting Bristol on the map as a proper, you know, local derby sort of destination. I do, I do worry if we get in the playoffs though, because nobody likes the playoffs. I hate the playoffs. Nobody likes the playoffs unless no. you win them. Yeah, and if you win them, it's, it's better it's to the get. Ba- yeah, yeah, you, you, you love know, the day out, day out of Wembley. Yeah. Um, however, like if, if if we say we miss out on automatic by a point or from goal, it could go down a goal difference. Yeah, you you got to look back to the first half of the season. Yeah, we had a a rebuild, and um, it was a slow start. But what? The thing you've got to really look at is the discipline in the first half of the season. Like you could be look at when we drew one all to Salford, who had nine men, or when yeah. we, or when we got players sent off for elbows for punches and what what have you. Yeah, you got to sort of look back to that, and that will be the reason we don't get the automatic spots. It's not because we've had a bad half first half of the season; it's because the discipline, the, uh, 
couple of points have been lost from discipline. And the, the, the scapegoat and the person that will be blamed for that, we will both know is Joey Barton. Well, if you do miss out. Well, you won't because he, like, he's play, done well. He's done well. We're playing the best football we've ever played in, in my lifetime. You've got to thank one player for that, though, surely, from what I hear. Oh, <laughs> Elliot Anderson. Yeah, I, yeah, I think no, he's worth a mention, though, isn't he, surely? Because he is obviously too good for League Two. There's obviously been a nice little deal from Joey Barton saying, look, because we, we, he would have noticed in January, you would have noticed how poor Rovers were doing and he's panicked, well, he's not panicked, but he's obviously gone, right, what can I do here to really save my job or save save our season? And he's brought him in and he's brought a couple of other lads in. He's obviously done a, done a reasonable job with them and they're obviously fighting for promotion now, which is what any football fan of any team would dream of in any league. No, he... he... I think there was more to it than Elliot Anderson. We were playing good football before he came in. Uh, and, and you could see the shoots of progression that were happening from the games that I've seen in the stadium and I follow. Um, and he does seem to have a really good record of developing young players. We've got a, a string of young players in the team he's developed yeah. and they look good. However, where the worry is, if we don't go up, I feel the squad that he's built this year is very much around short-term planning. A lot of lone players, a lot of old players. Well, that's that it. If we don't go up... A lot of contra- one-year contracts. Then we're we're basically back to square one well, again. Well, stick or twist, isn't it? And he's he's mm. decided to twist, and he's thrown his money and his contracts at these one-year players, and they're paying off at the moment. He, I bet, he would have given his left arm for another five games. Mm. Um, the way it's looking, I think he would have. But uh, yeah, like I say, you go up automatically, and that's it, and that's fine. And at least we're a little bit closer together, and we might, you know, meet each other at some point. <laughs> Um, or you lose in playoff final because that would just make my day, and then I can get a uh, a shirt with whoever scored against you on the back for next season, oh, yeah. Bristol City shirt with whoever scored. So, um, yeah, well done, brilliant couple of games, good luck. Um, yeah, but the biggest game. Hope you go down. We need to watch out for is Northampton Exeter this Saturday. But you went to Ashton Gate. <laughs> I bloody did, mate. <laughs> I absolutely how, did. How much was your ticket? £27. And um, that was with the discount code. What's the discount? 20%. That's quite good. What, after your experience, what would you pay? What, what do you think the value for money of that ticket would have been? At this stage of the season, I think if you're asking for any more than 20 quid off people, I think you're, you're laughing your way. I think it's a joke, I, I, especially with nothing to play for. You want to fill the stadiums. They missed a trick on Monday. They absolutely missed a trick. Easter Monday, so it's school holidays. Um, it was on Sky, which obviously brings the, the crowd down a little bit. Okay, right, interruption. De Bruyne has just scored. Yeah. Any good? I don't know. I just saw him celebrating. One minute 43. Yeah, that's good news, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, mm. if... Um, you know, they missed an absolute trick. Some of these young young people, we want to get into our, our team, um, you know, first-time supporters. It could be the first evening game they get a chance to go to. It was 5 o'clock or 5.30, and it was on Sky, but just, you know, quit a kid or, like, um, mm. bring a mate for a tenner or, or whatever it is, you know. They're just, they're just missing these little tricks, and I... And I I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether they're trying to recoup their money and regardless of what it is, because I, that the stadium was empty. Let's, let's not be fooled. The stadium had 
And I'd, 15, I, 16 in. I guess you got to look at whether the TV money they got from Sky covered the loss of ticket that. sales. Well, but, there is that. There's but then there's a legacy thing of actually it's probably better to have people in the stadium because uh, people, if people, or will they come back in the way you're playing? But turned out to be a good game. Mm. First half was diabolical. Um, was terrible. We weren't creating much, but then you can kind of ex- accept that against Sheffield United. You know they're fighting up for the playoffs and they're a good side. But um, but second half it come alive it was good the atmosphere was good we you know it, it was it was enjoyable to be there um and i just think people are getting more likely to get season tickets to um start supporting the club if you can sort of cling on to those nights and give people actually memories that they're they're going to want more. I, I I will not be surprised to see season tickets full i mean i looked at the stats from the sheffield united game yeah he had 32 percent possession yeah. And three shots. Yeah. We look good. We got forward. Um, it, the stats don't scream exciting game. No, but you've got to understand of what kind of shit that these fans... Like, I can't even put myself in that because I haven't been as much as I have done re- like in recent years. But this, the shit that's been served up down there, mate, sounds awful. I'm so glad I didn't go for a season two. I'm so glad I, I don't go to as many as I do because... Just see so many disillusioned people down there. You're gonna get dieharders down there. They they can guarantee themselves twelve thousand a year season tickets. You can guarantee yourselves that for people who are just gonna renew regardless. People want to go out, have a beer, see their family, see their mates. People that want to do that. It's that next step to be that next to be that next level. To you know you can get as much training ground and as much as you want, but to be that next level, you've got to fill your ground. Mm. And you've got to get behind the team, and without it, then um, you know who knows who knows what will happen. People will just become more and more disillusioned. The, the, they'll price people out. Big games is great. We play Cardiff. That I went to that game. We had um, we had about twenty five thousand there, twenty four thousand. It was a great, great game. Um, and obviously we won. And it, and you know you see loads of day trippers there, and and people who who were only there for a few beers and obviously because it's Cardiff and what have you, but the atmosphere was fantastic. Everyone stood up. The Dolman was the most alive I've ever seen it. And, um, you know, you want to try and recreate that for as many games as possible. It does feel like Bristol City, of the club, have lost their bounce a bit. Like, I remember when you got the new stadium or half the, the redeveloped stadium. Yeah. Uh, and you got like a new back team in and there's, advertisement all over the city and if you had the re the rebrand of the logo and stuff yeah. but, and there was a bit of a bounce around the club but it feels like that is just yeah you look at yeah gone. you look at exactly when we were trying to fill the new ashton gate with season tickets right the, the like you say the billboard around the stadium i've seen a couple in town and i've seen a few about bristol for this season but it's all about making memories now and, mm. and sort of things like that whereas you know and it's all, it's, all the money's going to the Bristol Bears because Lansdowne's a smart man and the money is in Premiership Rugby rather than supporting Bristol City. I don't think that's true and I don't think there's there's massive money. I don't think there's a massive disparity between the Premiership Rugby and Championship Football. I think there's a hell of a lot more in Premiership Football than there is in Premiership Rugby. Oh, yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, the money thing's interesting. I think, I, I'm not going to comment on that. I think it'd be ridiculous too. I think you'd have to see what happens in summer contract wise players that go and, and see like that but I I think deep down secretly I, I still and not even secretly I still trust Pearson in what he's doing I still I still think we're getting forward more our front three have been absolutely prolific um, 
with what you know what little opportunities they're getting and uh it is exciting. It is exciting. I think it, there there has to be some glimmers of hope. Otherwise, you will literally just think, "Well, let's just relegate ourselves now, save the embarrassment, and rebuild again in League One." I've seen lots of comments saying, "I'd rather have a promotion in League, uh, you know, go down and compete in League One than what we're doing at the moment in the Championship." Um, Bring on I the Bristol Derby in League One. The um, but form has turned one it has one loss in six games yeah absolutely. and that was against Bournemouth yeah yeah and he scored two so playing well playing well I've got to say um, you know a free one at Derby I was quite glad with because uh, Derby would be above us if they didn't have their points deduction and to beat them 3-1 it was almost like well that, that's alright keep them down um, we deserve to be where we are not in the, not in the uh, bottom three so it's a good result in a way is that Papering over the cracks, because that means Pierce, Pearson keeps his job. Absolutely, Pearson keeps his job. Who who do you get in? Well, I've seen some stuff on Twitter say, uh, saying go get Sean Dyche. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I also didn't think Dyche would go down to us. Uh, I, mean, I don't think I don't think there's a massive difference between, that, between Pearson and Dyche either. To be honest. Um, he did really well at Burnley, of course he did. He's not a bad manager. Mm. Nobody would turn him down, but I wouldn't get rid of Pearson for Dice. That'd be absolutely mental. Um, it's it's look it's positive. I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of signings he brings in. So Holland Huddersfield to go. Yeah, six points, off we go. Do you care or I don't give a toss. Moving on. Uh have you heard about the EFL uh, this week? Look, uh, Rick Parry, the EFL chair, has um, been hold, apparently holding talks, or they're going to hold talks with all the clubs to scrap the 3 p.m. blackout window. Yeah. So this has been in, in, in position since the 1960s, and it's quite interesting. Uh, apparently, it's going to be discussed at the AGM in June. Um, Originally, it was brought in in the 1960s to stop dwindling attendances. Uh, yeah, because you know the travel and some people travel in and what happened, and, and they split it down into two options apparently. So option one is to allow flexibility, so the club has decisions whether they want to to broadcast games, and it doesn't mean that every game will be on TV. It means that you'll be able to do the eye follow stuff at three o'clock. Yeah, uh, so they'll allow clubs to have the flexibility of whether they want to do it or not. And option two is that they all do it, and then if the away team uh, or five the home team gets five hundred of the away team's I follow purchases, so it doesn't they don't lose out on away crowds. Because I think that's what they're worried about. Yeah, is away yeah. crowds not traveling. Um, Why would you travel though? This is this is this is what I was going to ask you. Will this potentially is this a good idea, and will it potentially kill the away day? Um, it won't kill the away day because as long as you're going away with people who want to go away, then I think you know. If as long as there's a good group of you, you can't beat an away day. There's no, you can't sit on your sofa and recreate an away day. There's not a lot better than waking up early, sitting on the coach, having a few beers, getting up to wherever you are, and having a having a good laugh and a sing song, and everyone goes home happy, right? Um, what it will do is actually stop the home crowd at Bristol City, I think. I think it will stop the home crowd more. I think it will stop the home crowd for most teams that haven't got much to compete for. Mm. Um, there will be no reason as to why I would need to ever go to Ashton Gate. 
it will stop people from committing to buy tickets. So you're just exactly. like, if it was me, I'll decide how I feel on the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This um, is, yeah. And, and, and do you know what, how I feel on the day, most Saturday afternoons is I'm actually, I'd rather go to a pub that's playing it. Well, that's now, the other, I know that, they're not allowed to do that, well, that's but the you'll find one. Yeah. Um, and I'd actually rather sit in a pub and spend my 27, 32 quid, whatever it is for a ticket down the gate on however many beers that is on five beers. Well, it's about three beers nowadays, but you know, I'd rather spend my money on that than, than a ticket for Ashton Gate. Well, you, you mentioned the, the pub screen, but a lot, so apparently some of the clubs have requested it because they see an opportunity in live screening away matches in the stadium. Yeah, absolutely. Ashton Gate could do a lot more of that. Um, that would be pretty fun. That would be good. But then, you know, does it kill? Oh, I don't know. So, yeah. It's a tricky one because I think different clubs will get different things out of it. So you, you can't just like blanket sort of decide on what the plan is because, um, you know, if you're Leeds, right? Uh, although, uh, bad example because they're obviously not in the AFL. But um, uh, a massive club that travel home and away. All oh, right, let's go Leeds, right? They sell out all their away allocations everywhere they go, right? Hmm. Because they've got such a big following. Um, God knows why, but I assume because they were good in the Premiership when they were when they were just starting out. They will benefit a lot from the away days and beanbacks to their stadium if they were in the EFL because there will be there's about a thousand, if not two, who want tickets for that game. And they go, right, we're going to go watch that. Now, you don't have to be a genius to work out that Rotherham on a Tuesday night, um, Bristol City will take 200, 300 people. I've been one of them. Um, and you're not going to get like a thousand people at Ashton Gate to watch a beanback of Rotherham on a Tuesday night. So I think different clubs and different um, will get di more different things out of it. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it makes football more accessible for people. There are people who can't go home and away. There are people who can't leave their house. There are people who, who can't... I think it makes it more accessible for, for more people. Um, you know, how many people do you know that just don't go to the, the game? I don't know. I don't know many, but COVID's a thing, isn't it? People mm. are still worried about that. Well, there's, um, a, there's another argument around... So Kieran Maguire, who is a financial guru, I don't know how you get that sort of title, but that's what he was... That he just good. saved 10 grand once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he has said... Um, it's a good thing because uh, of the cost of living's going up. So fuel traveling to away is not cheap now. Yeah, uh, it's not good in the environment having hundreds of people, thousands of people travel from one end of the country to the other. Yeah, um, and Sunderland in the twenty 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 one season, so yeah, two thousand twenty yeah. to twenty twenty one, that sort of pandemic season. Yeah, through their iFollow account, they earned seventeen million pound in media income, which that's, is huge. That's insane. That's yeah. yeah that's um that's uh so that's five that's five josh madgers isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so it is an untapped uh untapped revenue uh that you know the future and you know you know you were discussing this the other day about you know how big youtube content is getting in for getting in for these sunday league clubs and what have you and absolutely professional clubs need to be that accessible a hundred percent i i yeah i've seen kids in town with hashtag united shirts in Bristol, and you think, what affiliation do you have with that club? But they're so within touching distance. I should mention, hashtag United are a YouTube football team who play in like some Essex 
Premier Division or something mm. like that. Um, and they put all their games and they've started off... Most people will probably know who they are, but um, I've seen kids with shirts on for them because they are just so accessible. Any time, at any place, you can just click and watch one of their games or watch their hi highlights or whatever. And clubs are doing that, but... They've started live streaming their three o'clocks, and they're not, and they're not doing too bad out of it. Yeah. Hash, hashtag. So, and how can you expect people when the, all these costs are going up to be paying? What's a Bristol City ticket? Well, thirty, thirty-four quid for the Dolman stand, which is insane. If you're doing that every, if you've got two games a week at some stage of the season, yeah. The argument is get a season ticket if you're going to do it, but, um, but. Yeah, I just uh, it, it, I don't I don't see it as a bad thing. Now they've been doing it in bars for years, so uh, a three o'clock, <laughs> three o'clock kickoff. So um, I don't see any harm in it. Speaking of um, the EFL, did you see their they had their awards on uh, Sunday night? Yeah, hosted by Marcus Bent. <laughs> Was it really? Well, oh, yeah. I'd love to watch that. One of the yeah, he's <laughs> that's sort of up there with. Um, with Jermaine Genus at the World Cup, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and this time four years, <laughs> yeah. Brent will be uh, hosting the the World Cup draw. Yeah, twenty twenty six. I did see it. Team of the season championship, a bit of a Bournemouth, Fulham, Forest boys club, isn't it? Yeah, one big sort of. I mean, and then you got a uh, Nichols from Huddersfield between the sticks. I mean, it, maybe they just put him in there because you know. We, Thought, oh god, we've we've got a team full of Forest, Bournemouth, and uh, Fulham players here. No one's going to complain at the keeper, are yeah. they? He's he's conceded forty six goals. Like that's really the Forest keeper who's only conceded thirty seven all season is going to be like, well, hang about. Yeah, I, what makes you like not honestly right? The, the the goalkeeper position has got to be the easiest one to get right because it is literally the person who has conceded the most goals. The least, the least goals. The conceded the least. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the keeper who has conceded the least amount of goals. Why do they get? I, uh, who comes up with these? The EFL. I don't really understand them at all. But surely, just because teams are in the top three doesn't automatically is, is this a team award or is it an individual award? Like, I hate to say it, but Vyman has got some outstanding stats. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 that's in a, a struggling side. Let's a, be honest, that's in a, a real very, bottom, a very poor side, a poor poor side. So, yeah, I don't, um, I don't get it. I don't know. It is powered by, um, is is it not powered by the who scored ratings? Oh, is it? It is powered by some some sort of outside rubbish, right? But um. But yeah, I, I, I'm, am I just being biased? Should Vyman be in the team of the season? He has played many a game right wing back. Um, and to do those stats, he's obviously doing something right. Um, but, you know, is he? should he be up there with Mitrovic and Solanke? I'm not sure. I want to know who picks the formation. Well, it's 4-4. Four, four, well, it's obviously Mike Bassett, right? No, well, the League 2 one's got three up front. And then the... Uh... Championship and League One's got someone in the hole. I don't know if they're sort of implying that there's no one good enough to play that role in League Two, so they've gone for three strikers. Or <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not entirely sure where um, where it all comes from. Obviously, it comes. Um, it does come from 
does come from the EFL, but uh, yeah, who are they sat around a table? Is it not stats based? It has to be stats based because that says everything, right? Yeah, you got you got you got to feel sorry for uh, Andreas Wyman though. Twenty goals, and he played what has he played right back at times? Right back to centre forward. Uh, you know, one of the top goal scorers in in the league, um, and we're seventeenth in the cha- in the table. You know, um, and the assists. I mean, he's up. He's up at nine nine assists, um, which is up in tenth with the assists plus the goals. It's it's an outrageous return from from Andreas Weiman, to be honest. Um, we've scored fifty seven goals so far this season. <laughs> he's uh, he scored twenty nine. He's contributed towards twenty nine. Um, so over fifty percent of the goals, um, and the only per, the only two that have contributed more is Solanke and, and Mitrovic. Mm. So I guess that I is guess the decision. Harry Wilson's got sixteen assists, which is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So you, you kind of you maybe maybe stick Vyman in at right back in that team somewhere. True. Yeah. Well, <laughs> stick a wing back in there, and you'll be all right. Um, another one, I guess. John Swift, he's done well with Reading. They haven't been flying at all. Um, it, just who comes up with them, Coops? Talk me through it. Yeah, I don't know. Then in League One, I don't really know a lot about League One, but uh, Wes Burns has managed to find his way in there. Um, and I have no idea who the manager Liam Richardson is, but that probably says more about our podcast than <laughs> <laughs> says more about us than it says yeah. about them. I think. Yeah, Burns he got Player of the Season, did he not? Um, yeah. And do you know what he was? I always knew he had something about him. <laughs> Barry, Barry Bannon still uh, still about. Oh, do you know? What? I had a little look. I thought Bannon would have been in team of the season for a few more seasons. He's only had two um, in his career, but yeah, Bannon. He also won goal of the season. I saw that. that Absolute good. strike, to be fair. But I feel goal of the season's a bit early. There's still a whole playoffs and two games left. Yeah. What? Yeah. Anything. And he scored an absolute screamer. The goal of you. Of your career. Someone does an overhead kick from the edge of their box into the yeah. opposition goal. And you're telling me that's not goal of the season. Yeah. Uh, League two. Yes. There's, a, there's, a, there's an agenda here against oh, yeah. Bristol Rovers. Uh, not one Rovers player in the team. At least the team so is, unlikable, mate. The team is very spread out, at least. But you look at their goalkeeper, Jojo Woolacott from Swindon. Ex-Bristol City. Oh, is he? Absolutely. Shock, Swindon. Bristol City to Swindon. Yeah. Um, uh, international as well. So he's conceded 40. His team's sitting pretty in 10th in the league. Yeah. He's conceded 45 goals this year. And then you've got Forrest Green goalkeeper, Luke McGee, who's, who conceded 37. James Belshaw, who's had an outstanding season, has conceded 40, 39. But they give it to the guy who's 10th. Whose team's tenth? Mate, you cannot overlook a Ghana call-up for the African nations what's, what's in that, League Two. What's that got to do with League Two? Well, a League Two want to up their brand, don't they? To say that they got a few internationals going, especially you know Ghana aren't a small nation, are they? You know Ghana have always been narrow thereabouts with with international football. You can imagine the EFL trying to up the brand of League Two, going, "We've got an international goalie in here. He's done all right. He's mm-hmm. young. Let's stick him in there." Um, and he is local lad as well from Bristol. So actually, hats off to Jojo. And let's be honest, Elliot Anderson should be in there for literally clawing Bristol Rovers <laughs> for single-handedly <laughs> dripping them up into. But, you know, you look at that. 
all the teams going for that third automatic place. Not a single, there's like one Northampton player in there, not a single Bristol Rovers player in there, not a single Mansfield player in there, and not a single Port, Port Vale player Vail. in there. Yeah, but why, are the, why is the team of the season out now? Yeah, surely it comes out once the season's finished. Wes Burns scores a hat-trick of own goals on Saturday. What happens then? Is he really in the team of the season? Is he, is he really you know, a player of the season? The guy, you know, one of them... I just, I, I don't understand what the point is now. Maybe it's just... It maybe, is, maybe the EFL just want to go on their holidays. Yeah, to be fair. They, the refs have been off all season, so they, might, they feel a bit... <laughs> so yeah, the EFL must be thinking, right, that's us done. Thanks a lot. There's your player of the season. Now stick it. Discuss. Um, yeah, there's, it's the joy of team this season, right? Everyone gets disappointed because their players are not in there. I couldn't care less. No, <laughs> me neither. Does anyone really care about team this season? Unless no. you're the player, I suppose. Yeah, but then you just get slated for not... You don't deserve to be in that team of the season on social media, so... You what? probably add half a million to your... Uh, or you probably add half a million to your uh, transfer budget, don't you? Tra- so you, you look at the championship team of the season and you, rec- you recognise sort of all the players in there. Yeah. When, when you look at League Two, even, if, even though I support a team in League Two, I don't recognise half the players. Do you know what I will say, actually, and what is really encouraging, is in the championship team of the season, how many young English players are in there? You've got Jed Spence, you've got Lloyd Kelly, Joe Worrell, Dominic Solanke, Ryan Yates. They're all in there. Um, it's it's encouraging, and I'm mm. not saying they're world beaters. Of course they're not. I think Jed Spence could be actually. I think he's probably one of the better players in the championship, and one of those that definitely deserves to be in the team this season. And he's had looks from you know Munich and and Barcelona and all these clubs that are, are after him. Man United, he wants to play for. Um, to uh, no idea why he's just going to ruin his career, but um. It's encouraging, though, as, a, as an English and an England fan, absolutely. Mm. Um, uh, I think Mitrovic is probably looking forward to his next nomination in two years' time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to score 10 goals in the Premier League next season, get relegated, <laughs> and then score another 40 the season after. <laughs> Up the Mitro. There you have it. Anyway, I want to watch Man City now. Yeah, we've had enough, mate. But yeah. we're back, though. It's been good. Yeah, we'll do, a, we'll do another one in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about, we'll see where Rovers are, see how close to the other if they're in the playoffs or in the automatic promotion spots and, and then we'll have a, a bit of a special episode for your cup final yeah what's up to us about that uh, yeah got a big cup final Armsbury versus Broad Plain um, we'll see how it goes looking Date, forward to time, it time 10th location 10th of May Tuesday 7.30 at Mangotsfield Cossum Street um, be good to see you all there <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we get on they're top of our league they're a good side so uh, looking forward to it anyway if you've enjoyed the podcast don't give us give a rating subscribe and drop us a tweet at Brizzle Kicks Pod is the at right good ciao cheers then